And I think a lot of fear has been escalated. And I think that we forget to take stock and look at what's actually real. I am Cheryl Whitten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. One of the biggest problems in aromatherapy is conflicting information and crazy wild claims. All you have to do is search essential oils on the internet and you'll see what I'm talking about. So when you're looking for information, how do you know who to trust and how do you know what's right? Well, that's the reason I created this podcast and a course called Science of Aromatherapy. The Science of Aromatherapy course takes you through aromatherapy as a healing art and the history and modern use of essential oils. You'll learn the basics of aromatherapy, the science and chemistry of essential oils, contraindications and safety considerations, and clinical and personal applications. In this course, I take you through everything from how aromatherapy affects epilepsy and bleeding disorders to drug interactions, allergies and sensitivities, and to use in pregnancy and breastfeeding, and even with children. We covered the main modes of application and profiles of the 10 most popular essential oils. By the end of the course, you'll understand the most common contraindications and safety guidelines, how to use essential oils, how to build a protocol, and how to choose, cross-reference, and eliminate essential oils, as well as how to formulate, blend, and dilute essential oils, and so much more. So why should you learn from me? Well, I'm a clinical aromatherapist, and I've been working with essential oils for around 20 years. I've trained with some of the world's renowned botanists and aromatherapy experts, and I teach people all over the world about aromatherapy. I also happen to be a professional health writer and have published peer-reviewed research work in aromatherapy. It's no longer necessary to be confused about aromatherapy. Let me guide you to clarity. Visit livelovelemon.com forward slash science dash course to enroll. My guest today is Karen Haworth. She is the director and co-founder of Brain Health Breakthrough, and she has a degree in adult education and professional development. She has spent 30 years within the health and social care sector, combining her professionalism in adult education and developing therapy services for individuals of diverse backgrounds who may otherwise not be able to access services. She has been a therapist and a group facilitator for over 20 years. She is a rapid transformational therapist, a licensed peak state therapy practitioner, and she is dedicated to facilitating clients through events and feelings within their lives that are holding them back. So today I talked to Karen about COVID-19 and her experience with COVID-19 and how she used meditation from years of meditation experience and teaching meditation to help herself recover after she beat COVID. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, we launched in 2020 and have been sort of working through this entire 2020 year. And I very purposely avoided speaking about COVID-19 for a variety of reasons. But I was really interested in Karen's story. And I think it's very important for us to hear about the long-term side effects, but also to hear how we can empower ourselves to be involved in our own healing. And we're not talking about curing anything here. We're not talking about treatments here. This is about how to maximize or optimize the body and self-empowered to put our body and our mind into a state that helps us to heal and to recover. And so without further ado, Karen Howarth. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the show. 
Hi, Cheryl. Lovely that you've invited me today. Yeah. So before we jump into our conversation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and where you're from and maybe how you came into holistic health? My name's Karen Howarth and I'm here in the UK in Lancashire. And I came into holistic health around 30 years ago. And it was really a journey to find myself or find something. It was like I was searching for something on the outside. And for all of us that know that have been on a spiritual journey, it's it's the inside, not the outside. Mm-hmm. So I, I came across um, a training in Australia that, uh, that was a rebirth of training. I undertook the training. I lived in Brisbane for about three or four years and we had a holistic centre. We ran meditation groups, women's groups, men's groups. And that was the start of my spiritual journey and I've not looked back since, Cheryl. So you're sort of been around the world a little bit, which is awesome. So you get a little bit of different views and able to help people in different ways, which I think is really important because you do some really important work in supporting people living with brain injuries and as well as their caregivers for people who live with brain injuries. And you were talking a little bit about meditation groups. So what are your tools is meditation along with other techniques? So before we kind of get into this, can you just tell us a little bit about meditation and how it affects the brain and body? Yeah, I'd absolutely uh, love to. The meditation that I do is a technique that I've developed over the years. Like I was saying, I've done rebirth training. I've done uh, different therapy trainings. And about five years ago, I started developing uh, my own meditations. And the, the meditation or how I see meditation, it's just a way to really come into the body, be present and be more grounded. And I like to clarify that because you say the word meditation, Cheryl, and some viewers might interpret that as something as kind of spiritual or out the body or Mm woo-woo. And I think meditation is you know, that I teach, but not only what I teach, I think this style of meditation is becoming more popular where you, you really becoming focused on your body and it's and how that affects you is that it allows your body to relax, you know, like when we're constantly thinking, 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 we're not accessing that gorgeous creative aspect of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're not accessing, a, you know, like a wiser part of ourselves. We're not accessing the parts of ourselves that actually know the answers. Like I really believe that we have the answer for any problem that we have on the outside and if we're trying to figure that out with our logical mind Mm -hmm. and with strategy by doing a practice like meditation you can access these real kind of nuggets that are in you Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and we're so stressed we have so much stress And I'm sure you're familiar, we talk a lot on the show about um, psychoneuroimmunology and the connection between our brain and our immune system. But just that when we're so stressed that we have so much difficulty accessing our own abilities to be reasonable, you know, we can really create a, a situation for ourselves and our health just by, by our own mind. And I love that you talk about that, being able to calm yourself. So 
you work with this with brain injuries. So I'm really interested to know how you understand meditation to be useful for trauma. So I just wanted to clarify a bit of that, Cheryl, is that I work with people with brain injuries and I actually do a project for unpaid carers, not necessarily caregivers for those with with, um, brain injury. And, you know, trauma, I see that um, any trauma, you know, trauma that's been caused by, um, you know, a head injury or an illness or trauma that has been maybe has come from you know from childhood you know in terms of it's something that is either stuck in our body or stuck in our mind and I always have this kind of definition that our past doesn't need to define us Mm -hmm. you know what's happened in the past is has happened in the past and that by you know using neuroscience and reframing the situation you can you know, reframe what your emotional attachments are to to that trauma because anything that is stuck in our bodies and stuck in our minds is there because we're having kind of unconscious emotional attachments to that. And 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 I don't believe that in terms of you know whatever has happened to us in the past can be kind of magically you know taken away (laughs) it's it's more that what has happened to us is always part of us because it's part of who we are it's part of our journey and it's part of our lesson but by taking a different perspective on what has happened to us can allow us to view things differently so that we don't have the attachment so to answer your question in terms of meditation I do different types of meditation for different groups of people that I work with so with the group with brain injuries the the meditations that I do are more based on um, relaxation and particularly relaxing the nervous system and if you relax your mind and relax your body, you're actually inviting your body to actually heal it. And I use the word healing with caution, Cheryl. It's, it's like more a kind of a where you're giving your body the most optimization to heal. Whereas if you're stressed and giving your body negative messages, you're actually kind of... It, Compassing your body to go through that natural process of healing and I also do uh, exercises for people with brain injury to help connect the left and the right mm-hmm. brain because you know with the injuries a lot of the neural pathways are, are damaged and, and as you know that through neuroscience and positive mind you can help you know rewire those neural pathways so it's all positive Absolutely. And it's so exciting what we're learning about the, the ability to, to affect change in the brain through, through meditation and through different mindfulness techniques. So, which is what kind of brings us into our, our next topic. So in 2020, you contracted COVID-19 and you developed the long-term side effects from it, the long COVID it's called. And because of the trauma, you experienced quite a bit of trauma and shock from it. And so you use some of your own techniques to recover. And we're, we're going to kind of get into those in a minute. But first, can you, can you tell us about your experience? I mean, this is top of everybody's mind. So can you tell us how it was for you? 
you know, in the beginning, it it it, it was hard. It, you know, it because the virus just doesn't affect your lungs or your ability to breathe. When the COVID kind of gets into your system, in terms of, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that I, I don't think this happens to everybody that gets COVID. Like some people get COVID and their immune system can deal with it so it doesn't get into the other body systems like the body has 11 body systems Mm -hmm. and but when I got COVID I think I was already run down and and quite stressed to start with and it it really affected my well-being and my my state of mind you know and and I really felt it affecting my nervous system and and how I was thinking and I started to develop panic attacks like I've never had a panic attack in the whole of my life and it was just you know this this symptom that came from nowhere and it was quite frightening you know a lot, a lot of people have expressed that that you your body starts experiencing things that it's not experienced before and there's a sense of where you feel you know out of control because it's like this it's like something's taking over your body and you're dealing with all these different symptoms and it's like one symptom clears and then the next symptom you know arrives so um you know I also suffered with a lack of sleep and and fatigue as Mm. as well you know at, at one point while I was like I'm self-employed and I work here from from home you know at one point I actually had a lounger here and and I would take my zoom calls on the lounger and put the you know the the background mm-hmm. <laughs> so people didn't know I was actually led on a lounger <laughs> whatever you have to do right yeah whatever you have to do right yeah wow yeah. So, and like you were saying, uh, it's, we don't really fully understand all the things about COVID and it's quite complex and how it affects people and it's not just the lungs. And so you, you mentioned the body systems and how it can affect each of those. Can you go into the body systems that we can work with, with meditation as well? Yeah, of course, Cheryl. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've done meditation myself, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, tune into my own body. And that was when I first realized that, that my nervous system was really struggling. I developed a couple of my own meditations, you know, to help kind of soothe the the nervous system and and I'd used a breathing technique that I learned in Australia like the connected breath to help with the panic attacks so they disappeared but after that my um, my body just kept having these other symptoms like I had a horrible skin rash on my eyes and my face and you know my breasts became really swollen and sore and my feet was hot and I couldn't sleep and I was fatigued so I realized that it it wasn't just the nervous system or it wasn't just my lungs getting out of breath you know there were there was more into this and it was about that time in July when I started developing the meditations and looking at the body systems and I I began to start asking myself better questions. You know how I was saying in the beginning, Cheryl, that we have our own answers. Mm. And that's what I started doing. I started asking myself, you know, well, how can I, you know, resolve my sleep? You know, how can I resolve these symptoms that I'm having? Because I felt very 
you know out of control you know as 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 a woman you wake up and your face is bright red and Mm -hmm. you know you you don't feel good do you when things like that are, are happening to you and I decided that I would take control you know I would do something about my situation my body my symptoms so it was then I started looking at the 11 body systems like how a body is run from these body systems and they all actually interrelate and so I developed a meditation for each of the main symptoms people who have long-term COVID symptoms this is why they struggle because the virus actually gets into each of the systems and it kind of in my experience sends things out of whack mm-hmm. because your body is trying to cope with something or defend something that it's not had to do before so in the meditations that I've developed and with other people I do things like helping those systems to regulate and so is it a visualization process what is your process here with working with the body system to help those symptoms It's more messaging, Cheryl. It's a combination of mindsets. You know, if if I look at my mindset in July, you know, I'm saying to my body, oh, no, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel out of control. I'm a bit scared. I don't know what my body is going to do, you know, tomorrow. I'm fed up of this fatigue. Whereas now it's like, I have a a different conversation or a relationship with my body. So I develop a relationship both with your mind and and your body in terms of giving key positive messages to your mind that you can actually influence your body systems and therefore you can influence your health and and well-being you know and and it and particularly the messaging of you know having that realization that our mind is brilliant and magnificent and and that we can influence our body and you know that's a real turning point for people who have long-term covid because you feel you know you feel that point of of desperation in a way Mm -hmm. and I think that you know that kind of turning things in a positive is the turning point in your own uh, recovery and the other technique I used is that I tuned into different body systems and tuned into what words those systems would need that would help or optimize each system's recovery and were there any other practices that you used? I mean, I know you you spoke a little bit about just simply changing your mindset in order to give yourself hope. But, you know, there's a lot to recovery. So is there anything else that you, you found to be very important for your recovery? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing I went through is is acceptance that you know, one of the members on my group was saying that, you know, an old fashioned word called convalescence, mm-hmm. that I think that, you know, from the outside, we can be pressured to kind of just, you know, get on with things. You know, I know people have said things like people are saying, oh, it's in your mind. Are you sure you've not got any other symptoms? Are you sure you've not, you, you, you've just got mental health issues? 
And the body has been through a lot. You know, if you think about all those body systems that have been compromised, and one of the things I say in my meditation is like thanking and gratitude, you know, for your circulatory system, what it's doing, keeping you alive every day, every hour, every minute. Mm -hmm. And it's that moving into gratitude, but also, you know, letting go of expectations, not only from your outside, but your own expectations and what you do. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a story, Cheryl, the first meditation I actually put together and, and, and I delivered it with a, with a friend, which was on a Saturday morning. By Sunday evening, I was checking myself into a hotel for two nights because I realized that I was actually exhausted. Mm. And by tuning into those body systems, you get to feel that actually your body is actually dealing with something and it's recovering and you need to adjust, you know, adjust what you're doing, Mm -hmm. adjust your expectations. Because I was also got in my head that I needed to go out walking and do so many steps and I just realized I had to you know let things go and get my lounger out here and lie on my lounger and just ex- accept accept that and, and that, I'd like to kind of emphasize that because I think that there is a lot of pressure for people to kind of just you know like snap out of it and get on with life but you your body does need that recovery yeah, I mean, it's an intense virus. We do not understand long-term side effects yet. We haven't had this long enough to know how things are going to impact, you know, and so absolutely. And anytime you're sick with anything, you know, there is that element of mental health that goes with it. That is part of your health. And so, like you say, it's it's really not fair for people to say that and to for us to expect that about ourselves either. We do have to just give ourselves grace and allow ourselves mm-hmm. to recover. So I think that we're really only just starting to understand how the mind affects the immune system and the body in general and how meditation and mindfulness plays a a key part of that. So, you know, in the state that we're in now, especially when we're talking about COVID and this level of terror and uncertainty and stress, do you think that meditation in general is something we can do to influence our health, even if we haven't contracted COVID? Yeah, absolutely. I started a meditation group for unpaid carers and uh, had a, a, a wonderful couple on. And the gentleman had never done meditation before. And, you know, he was expressing that he was finding the uh, restrictions very difficult. You know, he couldn't go and, and play. I think it was croquet or something he used to do and his volunteering job and found that he had, you know, kind of too much energy and really affecting his his well-being and uh, after a couple of attending a couple of the meditation groups that I ran and listening to recordings he said it had totally changed his personality you know where he felt more relaxed and kind of more accepting of this of the of the situation so I think that it's more a sense of like I was saying to you Cheryl that I, I do different types to to suit different groups that I'm working with and that piece of meditation is one of the meditations I use again is that tuning into your body but also kind of 
imagining that you're stepping outside that I use the concept that yeah we don't know what's happening on the outside but I mean it might might be different but where we are in the UK here it's going to be certain that you know it's going to be colder Mm -hmm. you know the days get shorter and and we know that that spring is going to come around the corner that is certain you know the sun rises the sun sets Mm -hmm. these things are certain the the cycles of the earth they haven't changed no matter what's going on on the outside like in a way that is us as humans this is what was this being said this is what's happening on the outside and and i think a lot of fear has been escalated and i think that we forget to take stock and look outside the earth hasn't changed gerald mm-hmm. and that was quite powerful for this this unpaid carer that I worked with and I think anybody can take on that message you know if people are feeling panicked or fear that what is happening on the outside to kind of it it really helps you take stock of what's actually real yeah and it's very calming to like you're saying to revisit the things that we know are sure tomorrow the sun will rise you know or today the sun has risen and that's beautiful because I think fear fear is a really is a really big one, you know, even just fear of, I know for us, it's just a fear of being alone. We've got lots of new restrictions. And so when you can just calm the body down, it can maybe help you come out of that a little bit. Beautiful. Thank you, Karen, so much for your time. And this is going to be very valuable for many people. So where can our listeners learn more about you? So my website is brainhealthbreakthrough.co.uk and the COVID Get Better program is a program with videos and meditations. But you also get full support in terms of uh, me every Monday saying, have you listened to your meditations and mm-hmm. how are you doing? And uh, also email support and group support. So it's, it's a great program I've put together. It can it be great to welcome you on that. Beautiful. Well, we will link those up in the show notes. So thank you so much, Karen. It was so wonderful to meet you. You too. Thank you for having me. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.